one hour, no agenda, and working on the second glass of whatever. That's when the evening gets interesting, when the stories and thoughts spill out. Like a work week too full that tips over and the pent-up laughter pours out. These are the unguarded thoughts and opinions, the anecdotes and antics, the conversations that just fucking happen on a Thursday night when you're two beers in. Now, here are the hosts of Two Beers In, Brett Weaver and Monica Ballard. As I was walking back over here, I've decided something culinarily speaking. I think I'm done with Brussels sprouts. <laughs> hey now, don't don't be a hater. I, it's not that I hate Brussels sprouts. Not, they hate you? Because no, I love them. But do they hate you? But the smell. Ah. Hmm. I'm kind of past from the, it. From the truck. Well, and from the... From the... Um, After effects? No. I, <laughs> once again. Okay. Not, it's not about the farting. I'm good. <laughs> that's part of the... You know, that's yeah. part of the positive things of it to me. I think if I can get a good fart on... You could land planes. It's great when, can, when people can, come into the network room and they go, hey, it smells kind of sour in here. <laughs> yeah, that's me farting. That's what that is. No, it's the idea of the smell of the stuff coming from the, the cafeteria. Not the cafeteria, but the cafe. Uh-huh. When people reheat that oh, or yeah. fish or yes. burn popcorn yes. or all of that. It's just I, I was okay with the Brussels for a while and the broccoli. I like all of those things I like, but I, I, I think it's just the smell from the cafe at work. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, you guys don't smell that? Come on. <laughs> They've gone nose blind. And they, they go, no, Brett, because you've been farting in your <laughs> network room for so long. So as a, you know, as a result, this is a breath of fresh air, quite literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been in that room with you. I don't do it while you're here. Yeah, it lingers, man. <laughs> It lingers. That's right. It spritz a little Febreze for electronics around there. That's right. Febreze for electronics. You know, I need to get one of those that works, connects to the network so that when I'm walking up to the door, it realizes that I'm coming and it just does a couple of spritz. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. It's like an atomizer type of thing. Hello, sir. We've... We knew you were coming, and it's <laughs> it is two o'clock. So, and you ate lunch is, at eleven thirty. It is lunch. <laughs> it is time. We know what's about to happen. None of us are kidding ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you're listening to Two Beers In. <laughs> My name is Brett Weaver, and I'm drinking a dank meme. <laughs> it's all danky. It's all danky. And I'm Monica Ballard. I'm drinking a um, uh, East Cider hopped cider. Yes. Which is a little less sweet than the um, the other ciders that East Ciders offers. What would you say? Wow, that got loud. <laughs> what would you say is like the sweetest of the East Cider ciders? The pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. Too much? Uh, it depends. Uh, on a really hot day. Mm-hmm. And at the end of a really hot day, a, a pineapple East Cider is damn refreshing. So I, I haven't played with those very much. Uh, I wonder what I, you, you would think a squeeze of lime in there might improve it or 
Maybe. An extra. Yeah. I, I would try and short supply. I wouldn't, I wouldn't foul an Don't entire... Don't mess with it. I wouldn't foul an entire glass of pineapple East Cider, East Cider. with a lime. How about, how about some muddled uh, basil? <laughs> a little bit of muddled... I'm getting all douchey no, you're, now. Yeah, you're getting all culinary on us. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I think I have created the food that I could eat regularly, like yes. to make large amounts and put it to the side, and I'm okay with eating it whenever, Ooh. which is unusual for me. Yeah. Um, I made for my mom, because I went saw her last weekend, I, uh, she had said the last time that I had visited, she was like, you know, you, you, oh, I told her about the red beans and rice that I made that were too oniony. Right, right. And At she's like, well, you reunion. didn't. Yeah, she goes, you didn't bring me any. You didn't bring me any. And I was like, no, there's too oniony. She goes, well, make me something next time and bring it. And I was like, okay. And so I made a chicken stew. Mm. Uh, a, a chicken stew. And I kind of went crazy with it uh, instead of. See, now this is for you people. This is still a positive story because you're going to get to know that I love to cook. But um, I, I made a, uh, I bought two whole roasted chickens and deboned them and then took the bones and made chicken stock from those bones. Jeez. But it's, you know, that's like a thing that, and it, like, and I put, and I had carrots and. I used to do that when I was married and I cared. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it was the idea of, uh, I might as well, I have all these ingredients. Right. Yeah. Why just throw them out when yeah. I can actually make the thing yeah, and it'll be good. That, yeah, with turkey. And mom will dig it. Yeah. I know mom will dig it. And so I uh, did that. And when I was scraping the carrots to put in the stew, I scraped the carrots into the, the stock pot. Mm-hmm. I cut the leek and took the tops, put it in the stock pot, uh, put some whole garlic in there and, uh, and let that cook down uh, a little bit. And instead, and I did the extra step, which was instead of just putting water in, I had the can or like the boxed chicken broth yeah, yeah. that they call chicken broth. And I'm always like, meh. <laughs> and so I put that in uh, yeah. and let it cook down. So while that was happening, then I had uh, leek, carrot, uh, onion. No, leek, carrot, fennel, and, uh, and uh, yeah, leek, carrot, and fennel, and, uh, and garlic. And let that cook. Oh, oh and, and uh, a bell pepper. Uh, sweet bell pepper, mm-hmm. put that in, let it cook for a minute, threw a little bit of, uh, like a half cup of, of, um, of um, flour and let that cook for a bit. And then I put <laughs> everything back in and made this really good, huge pot of stew. Every time you pause, I feel like throwing in <laughs> an ingredient. Horrible and ingredients. It's, and it's so totally third gravitating close. body. It's such a crazy Ivan. Uh, You're like, like uh, licorice? Just, just uh, <laughs> no, no, no! You know what? Never mind. I just won't even tell the story. And so I took all of that, you know, and once it cooked down, and it was funny because Doug and I went out. Oh, and I put potato. The, the, the little the purple, little, yeah. the little uh-huh. small purple potatoes. Yes. And I had all of that ready, but then I had to go. I was going to go see 
improv downtown. This was on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I was like, well, I, I, the potato's in there. I don't, I mean, I can't just let it sit. So I put the thing all the way to low <laughs> on the stove, the mm-hmm. littlest yes. one yes. on low and put all of that stuff in there and then just let it slow simmer. Uh, uh, I let it slow simmer. And, uh, and then we went for two hours and came back and the potatoes were perfect. <laughs> perfect. And then I, you know, doled it all out into single serving sizes. And I realized that I could pretty much eat that every day. That sounds pretty amazing. Like a, as a lunch, I could just yeah. like, okay, I'm going to eat my, yeah. my chicken stew. Yeah. And my mom loved it. And so, because she likes my cooking because my cooking is like her cooking. Yes. Yeah. yeah you take the time. Me. Yeah. Sure. Yep. So on the aristocrat screen tonight is Mike Judge's Idiocracy. Yes. Which we did not realize at the time was a documentary. A documentary. Um, it was. I, of course, when I was in it. Oh, uh, 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 it was. T- excuse it, me. It you, was, you dropped this name uh, over here. I'm sorry. I get that. When for we you. were shooting that film. It was actually called the Untitled Mike Judge Project. Sure. Or the TU. MJP, <laughs> as the name badges said. Okay. <laughs> the Untitled Mike Judge Project. And uh, it took forever for them to release that film because it got into so much trouble. I mean, it just offended everybody. Oh, that was what made it so great. I mean, uh, Costco was up in arms about it. Ox or whoever whoever was releasing it was up in arms about it. And it, when it finally came out two years later, it was limited release. Yeah. Very, extremely limited release. And I think the only, one of the only reasons that they showed it in Austin is, uh, yeah, we're, we're a blue dot in the red state. Oh, sure. And, uh, and it was shot here. Yeah. So, so I go to see it at... Alamo Draft House by myself. The, the 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 Colorado location, the original downtown. Might have been. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And within the first seven minutes of the film, I realized I had been cut oh. from the film. Because you're in the first seven minutes? I mean I was yeah, I was in the pre freezing uh Luke. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh the, yeah, the that's main right. character. That's right. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, they 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 go to freeze him on a big army project, and I was in sort of the, the pre-freezing segment, and I was an office worker uh, who worked in the office of his girlfriend. Okay. So my job was that she was on the phone to Luke, and he was saying, "Oh, let's have a." Let's have a great last night together because, you know, tomorrow I go in for the freezing thing and, uh, and it's going to be a whole year that I'm going to be out of commission. Right. And so she's on the phone and I walk into the office and I lay some files down on the desk mm-hmm. and I kind of tap the files like, hey, hey, you got work to do and, uh, and walk out. And I remember we shot it. Up in Round Rock at some, you know, nameless, faceless cubicle farm. Sure. <laughs> and uh, we, we took over the whole thing. And Mike Judge was sort of like in a whole other room watching 
watching the, the camera work and all that. And so um, uh, we, we rehearse it and then we get set to do it. And I'm, I'm, I take like two steps and, and, and Mike calls out, hey, hold it. And everybody, everything stops and I'm kind of like, and then, <laughs> I think at one point somebody actually came over to me and touched me on the shoulder and said, you were fine. It was something else he saw. <laughs> Well, that's very sweet so, of them. Yes, yes. So they could they could tell I was a little bit rattled. Yeah. And then uh, at one point we were we were practicing another we were rehearsing another take and and someone came over and started messing it's sort of sort of teasing out my hair and adding a little bit of rouge and that kind of thing and I and, and I was just all this is just the coolest shit ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this person's touching. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, and uh, uh, that morning, I remember before I went, before I went on set, I went to the hair and makeup trailer, where they did my hair and makeup for me, and and um, and they chose the wardrobe that I was going to wear because mm-hmm. I brought a couple of selections, and on the wa- and they said, um, okay, you 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 can report to the set now, and I said, could you say that just, could, one, just one more time? time. <laughs> He said, uh, "What's your last name?" I said, "Ballard." And he said, "Miss Ballard, you're needed on the set now." And I said, uh, uh, "Thank uh, you." Uh, and I called my dad sure. on the walk between the makeup trailer and the set area, and I said, "Daddy, I I just want you to know that that whole masters in theater thing is finally working out." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tap a piece of paper. Yeah. Want to put a piece? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna walk in. Yeah, I'm gonna put a file down. I'm gonna tap the tap file. It. And then I'm going to walk out. And then I'm going to walk out. And, and I have a backstory. <laughs> That's right. Where I came from. The reason why. That's right. How I'm feeling. Yeah. Why. Yeah. And so when the film came out, they they cut the whole girlfriend mm-hmm. aspect of it. It was like not. Well, it's funny because you were saying that. I'm going. That. Yeah, exactly. Do I need yeah, to watch no, this again? Because I don't remember I don't there being remember a girlfriend. I remember having a girlfriend. And so. So yeah, about like seven minutes in, I'm like, I am not in this film. Yeah, and <laughs> and um, I was, I, I mean, I was one of two extras called in that day, just one of two extras, right. and the other guy, the other extra, we were just sitting around waiting and waiting because there was supposed to be some other scene that we were all standing around together or something like that by the copier, and he was telling me he uh, he got a like a text on his phone while we were there. And he said, oh, cool. And I said, what's up? And he said, I'm, uh, I'm booked to stand in for Bruce Willis on Sin City. Cool. <laughs> and I was like, man. Ooh. Wait, was that, was Sin City that far back? Yeah. Yeah. They were being shot at about the same time. Wow. Yeah. I haven't, I thought that was later. Mm-mm. Nope. That was the 90s that Sin City? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, it wasn't 90s. It was early 2000s because it was after Jim had passed. That's so right. So it was 2004 or okay. something like that. So I was, but I thought, I thought that's weird because I thought that uh, that uh, office space, no, it's Idiocracy. Idiocracy. That's right. Office space was the office 90s. Office space. That's why I was yeah. like, er, yeah, I, I, yeah. I got lost. Yeah. So um, later when the DVD version finally came out, I went to the Westlake Library, the Westbank Library, and rented it and took it home. I thought, 
surely I'll be in the special features or the deleted scenes or something like that. Right. And I'm going through the deleted scenes, and sure enough, there is a scene with the girlfriend. He's on the phone with the girlfriend. Yes. And the girlfriend's going, oh, yeah, let's have a special night together. Do you see a hand? Yeah. Does a hand no, come no, in? No, no. And they do a cutaway to Luke Wilson cleaning out his freezer and dumping everything in his freezer in the garbage can. Right. At the exact moment that I'm coming in, laying down a file, tapping it, and walking out. Uh, and I thought, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even... I'm, I've been deleted from the deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. That's harsh. That I've is, had, I've had harsh. Uh, two times where I thought I was going to be in a movie and I wasn't. So one was when they were, there was talk for a while of the show Neon Genesis Evangelion being uh, turned into a live action movie. Uh, and I was in the original. And so the idea was they were going to do take all the voice actors that were in the original in the, the anime mm-hmm. and have them come and be like scientists or something and have some scene where a thing happens and oh, they're all there and they're going to get what killed. What a nice homage. And, and they would get killed. <laughs> and they would get killed. And we were all on board. We're like, yes, yes, yes we want to yes. do that. Put me down for it. Hell, Hell yes. yes. And, uh, and that ended up, that didn't happen. And the uh, other one was Gladiator. Yeah, the other one was Gladiator. <laughs> no, the other one was was the recent uh, um, Battle Angel Alita. The Alita that's going to be coming out later on this year that was filmed here. Well, I was in the original anime, and uh, it, that thing got passed around, and then I found out too late that it was in production, and I, twa- I-, I tweeted uh, Robert... Rodriguez. You almost said twatted. Twatted. Yeah, well, that's that's <laughs> Jessica Calvello does that. To me. I twat all the time. Uh, but uh, uh, I tweeted him and said, "Hey, I know two of the original voice actors that were in this show are here in Austin. If you would be interested, we'd love to come and and be a part." And, and Robert said, "No, no." Oh. It's okay. We've got everybody cast. All right. All right. All right. No. Not me being mad. Just me going, oh, well. It's a, it's a I just thought that, you know. It would be cool, uh, you know, right. some authenticity to the show, you know, <laughs> some kind of, you know, you know some underlying veterans. some, you know, you know, some quality. dimension. You know, some quality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's okay. But Y'all no, don't want but that. Yeah. That's you just right. want to settle for commercial you know you keep working with harvey weinstein yeah. right you just keep doing that. yeah yeah why don't you why don't you just go ahead and do that but it's not like running into you know say linda carter or something Ah, uh, yes <laughs> or or someone that we thought might have been linda no i didn't think she was linda no, carter no but so what happened was, uh, there's a little bit of a story here. Yep, yep, yep. So Saturday night, I went to see uh, Orphans the Musical, uh, improvised orphan musical, uh, which was uh, Guillotine Cleaners of Paris. <laughs> and it was quite delightful. Uh, and afterwards, as I was heading, I was going to head home, and I was like, oh, wait, Monica does the Austin Ghost Tours here. I wonder if she's done. And so I texted her and said, hey, I'm downtown. Are you still here? And she said, yes, I'm at Moonshine uh, having a nice glass of wine. Why don't you come over? So cool. 
So I walk across and get there. And when I get to the front, she's already inside. And, you know, they have the host stand. So I go to the host stand and say, hi. And they, how many? And I go, well, I'm looking for a type. <laughs> I'm not looking for someone. I'm looking for a type. Maybe you can help me. She's like, you're looking for a type? And I go, yes. Maybe you can help me. And they're like, all right. And I said, I'm looking for someone... Who a nice lady who, who sometimes dresses in Victorian <laughs> kind of garb and maybe does a ghost tour. Do you know anybody <laughs> of that type? And she goes, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. And I go, okay. So we walk, and I to her under my breath, I go, you know where this is going to go. <laughs> and she goes, what? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so we go down the stairs, and there's a. A, a back bar, but past the back area with a outdoor fireplace and mm. nice chairs. It's very nice. And as we walk, I see Monica. <laughs> and as he goes, she goes, here she is. And the hostess says, is this who you're looking for? I go, no, that's not her at all. <laughs> and I turned around. I turned around to walk back out. She's like, really? I'm like, no. So then as I walk in, you know, as we're walking to meet each other, she's staying by the fire. I'm walking yes. in. And we're joking. We've already started our banter. <laughs> the banter has begun. And as the, the opening, you know, I go past the bar and now it's open, I notice that there's a slightly drunk lady that is <laughs> seems to have been talking to Monica, but I'm not talking to her. I don't know what her situation is. I'm joking with Monica. Now. That's, we're <laughs> That's, in the bit. Yeah. We're in the bit. We've entered the bit. Hello. And so we're doing the bit, and I joke, and I turn and look at the lady, you know, to like, hey, right? And she looks like a young Linda Carter. Yep. And I did a double take. I'm like, yeah. Oh, Whoa. hello. <laughs> Hi there, low. We, we should explain that Linda Carter is... The original Wonder Woman. The original, but and a, one of like an early crush for you. Oh my! Well, let me get there. Okay. Let me get there. Right. Uh, so this woman is, she's probably six foot. Yeah. Uh, blue eyes, dark hair. Mm-hmm. Linda Carter. She's Linda Carter. <laughs> young Linda Carter. And let me be clear, young Linda Carter, present day Linda Carter, I don't care. <laughs> Linda Carter, all right? Uh, guys my age are like, yeah, yep. I get it. Yep. I get it. It's uh-huh. fair. And so I recover, and <laughs> uh, we keep, and I start joking with her. So she's joking back, even in a drunken way, but it's okay. And, uh, and so that's cool. And then her tall boyfriend comes up, good looking. It all fits. Yep, the rancher. Mm-hmm. We're cool. Uh, joking with him, and they sit down. We all sit down, and we're talking. And I'm, I think I'm doing a pretty good job of not being stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, those two were way ahead of you, right? So, <laughs> what was great was that you know they were going back and forth, and so I'm saying, so what is your relationship to to this nice lady here? And he says, I'm her Uber driver. We just <laughs> met. I'm like, oh, well done, well done. Yeah. And so we joke about that for a while, and Monica talks about how, you know, shouldn't there there should be wait staff coming to us. Yeah, they were talking about what a perfect scenario it was, that it yes. was just a perfect setting. Yes. They were by the fireplace and we all had our drinks together and I said, All that's missing now is some guy walking out to us and saying, Hey, the ribs are ready. Yes. But don't get up. We're going to bring them to you. Yes. 
kind of thing. And of course, I had to yes and with that. And I was like, <laughs> and I look over. You were at, in yes and mode oh, from yes. improv. And I looked over at the, the nice lady and I was like, you know, like a shirtless Chris Pine. And I was like, it's shirtless Chris. She's like, which Chris? I go, you know what? It can be any of the Chris's. We don't <laughs> right. care. Yeah, but so for I, this and I, this. I voted for Chris Pratt. Yeah. Because I think he'd be funnier. Sure. But, but Chris Pine, you know, and Chris she was Pine? like, okay, yeah. I'm into it. And the yeah. guy was like, sure, let's go that way. And, uh, <laughs> And, 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 of course, as we sat, we realized that no one was going to be coming to bring us drinks. No. We had to go to the bar. And so then she started complaining. Where is shirtless Chris Pine? Why isn't he here? I think we need to say something. I was like, you should say something. So we're and going. I think waitstaff walked by, and she did say something. Yes, and of course they're like, "Okay, go to the bar." Yeah, yes. yeah. And, and and at one point she's looking at me as we're talking, and she says, "Can I try on your glasses?" <laughs> now the thing to realize is I have the classic black rimmed, you know, Wayfair style, but just regular glasses on. So she reaches over and takes them off of me. I'm a married <laughs> man, first of all. And she's got a boy. I'm just saying. A rather large strapping. Sure. And he's man. totally cool. Yeah. Totally cool. Yeah. Like, and so she takes the glasses off me, puts them on. And now she, uh, there's only, what's the right phrase? She's the fucking hot librarian. Okay. <laughs> That's what she is. She said, what do you think? What do you think? And I was like, and I was, And you were like, humana, humana. No, hum- I did not do humana, humana. I was like, you look like Diana Prince. Yes. Is who I said. Yeah. And uh, Monica goes, oh, you mean like Gal Gadot? And both her boyfriend and I at the same time went, no, no. She looks like the Carter. And she's like, really? And I'm like, oh, come on. Come on. You know, you know. And so she's like, oh, and so taking it. And they're like, Linda Carter. I'm like, I said, no, no, no disrespect to Gal Gadot. Lovely, fantastic Wonder Woman. But she's not my Wonder Woman. (laughs) She's fantastic. (laughs) Linda Carter is my Wonder Woman. And they're like, yeah. And we get quiet for a second. I'm like, God, I had such a crush on her. (laughs) And I realize as I'm saying it, the words that I'm saying. And she looks at me like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, gives me like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. like that. And I just went, and, 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 and as I say it, I go, and now I wish I hadn't have said that. <laughs> and the guy's grinning, you know, he's thinking of the whole thing is funny. We're, and so she was wonderful, and it ended up we worked at the same place at just at different times. Yeah. And so we still made good connections of saying, hey, is this doctor still there? Yes. And, <laughs> well, oh, my God, that guy. And then we talked, and we were, yeah, it was all good. And she's like, okay, well, it's, you know, of course, uh, find out that the two of them live in different cities. Right, yeah. And I immediately started asking the guy, why don't you live in the same city as her? <laughs> And he's like, well, I've got commercial properties. And I'm like, yeah, so you're going to be moving to that city. <laughs> you're going to be well, moving to Georgetown. And he's like, well, I don't know. We're still in. I'm like, dude, you're going to be moving. You're going to be Stop moving it. to Georgetown. She Hello. digs you in. Cool, funny Linda Carter lookalike. You're telling me you're, you're, you're stupid if you don't. <laughs> and so I just kept that and the Chris Pine, a shirtless Chris Pine kept coming back and it was it was wonderful. It was a lovely evening. I'm so glad that you invited me. Oh yeah, 
over. And in the end, she goes, well, we're going to go. I'm, and she comes over to give me a hug while I'm sitting. And I'm like, oh, we're hugging now. <laughs> hugging. We're, we're hugging now. Is that, you know, and he's looking like it's cool. And, uh, you know, because I'm always trying to be respectful. And let, let, it, let us be clear. She was probably 28. And I am 51. So it's not, there's not, it's all me. It's all in my head. It has nothing to do yeah. with her. And I said, look, if you're going to hug me, I'm going to stand up. That is not, you're not going to hug me while I'm sitting down. So she hugged me and it was nice. And I shook his hand and I pulled him in close. I'm like, you're moving. <laughs> and he's like, I, I go, dude, you're moving. You're moving. Stop it. You're moving. Just get your shit together and move. I hope someday at their wedding, mm-hmm. he will raise a glass and say, you know what? I want to thank that dude with the glasses at Moonshines. <laughs> that chilly February night who convinced me mm-hmm. that I could still operate my properties in San Angelo. Sure. And move to Georgetown and marry the most beautiful woman on the face of God's green earth. But not just beautiful. She was cool, too. Yes. And funny. And funny, yeah. That's the thing. As if, if a person, if a woman is beautiful, this is where it's easy for me to be like the, the feminist. It's easy for me to be, because I grew up with, with three older sisters and a divorced mom. So there's, you know, beauty is, is wonderful, but it's not the only thing. And I can't tell you how many beautiful women that I met that I'm like, oh my God, I can't even talk to you. <laughs> and not because you're like, oh, you're not funny, you're not... And i just like, oh... And it's not like I'm the perfect prize. I pride myself for being funny and, and, and present. But, you know, I, it's not like I think, oh, I'm better than... It's just me going... I can see that... I can see past the beauty. I appreciate it, but I can also see past it. Like, oh, you got no... Is that all you're working yeah, with? Yeah, yeah. No. Is that all you got, tits? It's like, really? come on, you can do better. <laughs> Work harder. Come on. And I want to thank you for the ride home that night, too. Oh, because you right. walked me to the train platform, mm-hmm. and a car rolled by. Yeah, after you, just after you left, car rolled by and said, hey, it's going to be a while because some lady got hit by the train. I was like, what? Yeah, like, like near Plaza Saltillo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, off of uh, Kamal. And mm-hmm. so... So, yeah, I texted you right away. He said, hey, come on, I'm just up the block at yeah. Susanna Dickinson Museum. And and, um, and, I, and I drove we, her back to the station. Trucked it up to the, to the cathedral where mm-hmm. you parked, and mm-hmm. we went on our merry way. Uh, pro tip, if you're in Austin, a lot of the times over by St. Mary's Cathedral, there's free parking there if you're there in the evening. It's not free. Well, I didn't pay for parking. What? That back end parking that's right across the street, the on street parking that's that's on the weekend. It's it's nine to six. Where where? Right across the street from St. Mary's, like on that street parking. I gotta I gotta check the. Uh, it's on the check the timing there. I'm saying it's on the uh, yeah on yeah. the the thing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was ready to pay, and it was like nope. Now, you get closer in. The closer you get to 6th Street, the higher the prices get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the later it Unless is. it's South By. And then everything's ridiculous. And then everything's ridiculous. Just like, why are, why are you even... Yeah, it's just like, get on the damn train. Yeah. You're not from around here, are you? Yeah. No. And I And I will... Yes. Get on the damn train. Yeah. I love the train. Yeah. 
I love the light rail. Yeah. It, it makes me feel metropolitan. The one, well, I, I love the maps that they have, <laughs> the train maps that they have, and it's it's New York with its whole thing, and then BART that's, you know, and uh-huh. then Atlanta with its whole thing, <laughs> and then Austin with its one line. <laughs> it's going, hey, 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 all train lines had to start somewhere. Start with one. Yes. Sure. Start with one and figure it out. Yeah, there's enough then, people going, well, I don't know if I want to. De- Come on, guys. Come on. So last March was the first time that I took the train and was during South By, and I was to avoid parking mm-hmm. when I was going down there for the tour. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I've always wanted to. I, I kept saying to myself, the next day that I have free, I'm just going to buy a commuter pass and I'm going to ride the train. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a great way to shake up the etch a sketch yeah. and and clear your head sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm going to work now. I'm going to look at the scenery now. I'm going to work now. I'm going to look at the scenery yeah. kind of thing. Now I'm going to take a nap. And uh, so I uh, went online. I bought I, I bought the app and bought my ticket and was waiting there on the platform with a lot of other people because sure. a lot of people had the same idea. But they could tell I was the newbie because when the whistle blew and the, the gates started dinging and the gates started going down, I was the one on the platform doing an excited little dance. Like, it's kind of like, ah, the train's coming. And somebody turned to me and said, first time on the light rail. And I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now I'm an old hand at it. Mm-hmm. I, I know that they are on time. Oh, man, they, they are freaking on time, are. if not two minutes early Yeah. every now and then. Yeah. Because there was one time when it was early, and I had to race that train yeah. to the Highland Station. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew I couldn't make Crestview. Right. But I could make Highland. Yeah. And, yeah. That is the Park odd there. bit. Is like, that is the shortest distance. It's like what? You cross the street. And you're at the next Because they were originally yeah. thinking, well, because the mall's right there. Well, right. Of course, it's not a mall anymore. Well, but it is But it is uh, Austin Community College. Uh, yeah. So that's just as good. It's like, yeah. fine. That, that's okay. So, yeah. I remember the, the driver saw me racing across Airport Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, I was waving it. He was kind of like nodding like, yeah, it's all right. Gotcha. Uh, it's good. I'm holding the train for you. It's cool. It's we not automatic. Help. It's not going to. Yeah. It's not going to go. It's not going to go. You know. And I have seen people ticketed. I've seen weeping 20-somethings get ticketed for not buying a um, not buying not a, buying a ticket. ticket. Yeah. It's going like, no. Well, now that they've changed it to where it's, to where you can't really buy the ticket at the train station. The, 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 you have to, you know, they're kind of really pushing the app. Yeah. Now, and that app doesn't always work the best. There have been times when I've had to buy, I think there was one time I had to buy an actual ticket. Yeah. Um, And then one time my phone died after a tour, and I had no way of showing that I'd bought a ticket. But fortunately, my tablet that I take on tour with me has email. So I just showed him the receipt. Oh, and so he, he, he checked. You he got checked. Yeah, yeah, we got checked that night. And I said, my phone died. But look, I did buy a commuter ticket. And he said, oh, you're cool. Come yeah. on. Come on. Mary Poppins. Come on. <laughs> Are you freaking Mary Poppins? I'm not. Just, <laughs> would you? God. You know what? I, I And I had, 
when it, Saturday night when I was crossing the street, I heard one of the electro. Whoop, I lost one whole. One, one, one side, side of my, just went yeah, out. And it's back. And it's back. Oh. Okay. Um, as I was crossing Red River, there was one of those electric car drivers who take, you know, yes. like 12 the, the people. The cabbie. Yeah. yeah. And, and I overheard him say, oh, yeah, there's Mary Poppins. She does a ghost tours. And I thought, okay, all right, I'm not going to get mad about this because, yeah. A, he knows about the ghost tours. Sure. And, B, um, Julie Andrews was like 28 when she did Mary Poppins. <laughs> She's delightful. I, I, I have no, I've no quarrel with that. Right. But if someone can look at me and mistake me for a 28-year-old Mary Poppins, you're good. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, we're all right. I'm absolutely fine. Sure. Yep. 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 I was just asked uh, now that I'm trying to do more acting out, you know, in the community. Uh, they had asked me, you know, what are you, what are you going for? What show are you going for? And I said, well, I'm going to try, I'm going to try uh, Beauty and the Beast. That's going to be playing at uh, Zach Scott, uh, which is our, like the Equity Theater yes. downtown, near downtown. And uh, they're like, oh, are you going to play Gaston? I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> 30 Thank years, you. Yeah, yeah, 20 years However. ago. <laughs> 20 years ago, yes, but now, no, I'm going to be Maurice the father. <laughs> I'm going to find a new way. And, and, and I delighted the person because they're like, really, how are you going to play that? And I broke it down. I, I broke it down. <laughs> Good of, for of, you. Of how I think Maurice should be played. And, da, da, da. and, and it's me in my IT role suddenly <laughs> switching to actor. <laughs> And I could tell that they were like, oh, you take this seriously. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's play for me, but it's play with that's very specific. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, if I'm going to enjoy myself, it'll be because I know the details of what I'm doing. So then when it's time for me to act and remember to say my lines correctly out loud, that's right. I have an emotional backup for it and the reason why I'm doing those things. And I haven't taken, like, I don't have a degree like you do. I didn't take all the theater classes. A lot of it was me taking it and not getting good, not getting good training. Mm -hmm. But I was a natural, and I pay attention. And re, you know, it's kind of like being a cook. I yeah. didn't, I, I didn't yeah. take a class. I, I paid attention and and built my method mm -hmm. that way. And uh, a lot of people are like, "Wow, can you teach it?" I go, "Probably not." But <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. I'm really grateful that I went to a small upper divisional university for my bachelor's mm -hmm. degree. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to Florida State or University of Florida mm -hmm. uh, or even University of South Florida, which have had pretty massive theater programs. Uh, I chose to go with where my two sisters went, uh, A, because we could, my, Valerie and I could dorm together. Cool. And B, because the program was very small. Mm. So it was only junior and senior year. Oh. Yeah, it was Upper Divisional University. They only offer junior. Now their University of West Florida is a four-year school. Okay. Back then, it only offered junior and senior year. Okay. Um, and they, they divided the curriculums into different colleges. So it was Alpha College, Beta College and Gamma College. And so different 
schools of mm -hmm. uh, focus. Like I, Valerie was in education. Right. So she was Gamma College. Okay. And I was in theater arts, so I was Alpha College. You were Slytherin. Got it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we, yes, we had the sorting hat and everything. <laughs> so uh, what was funny was when I graduated, they... They, they did them in order. And, alpha, and so the Alpha College came first, and we all... Sure. Well, and Theater Arts was the last group sure. in Alpha it's College. Omega. And, <laughs> and because my last name was Snyder, I was the last person in Alpha College oh. to walk across the stage. Okay. So when I walked across the stage and got my diploma, I, I was in the moment... Of getting my diploma, sure. I did not hear the announcer say, "And that, ladies and let's let's hear it for the students, <laughs> the University of West Florida Alpha College." And this, so this huge round of applause goes and up. And you're like, "And I think it's for me." Yeah, well, of course. I assume it's for me. Sure. It so is. I pause three quarters of the way across the stage, and I turn and take a bow. <laughs> And on, on my way up from that bow, I look at my proud parents and my sister Valerie. And my sister Valerie is sinking her head in her hands. <laughs> uh, that's the best. That is the best. <laughs> oh, no. I only walked once, only in high school. College, I stopped my junior year, so. I did not walk across for my graduate degree. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, small university where we learn to do freaking You have to do everything. everything. Sure. Because I didn't know if I wanted to teach theater and I'd be assigned to Podunk Junior College. Right. You know, with no fancy lighting board and crap like that. I learned how to make lighting instruments out of number about out of par lamps and number mm -hmm. 10 paint cans wow yeah and um and and we did it all I, I mean i remember when we were in dress rehearsal for damn yankees and i was playing gloria the reporter and a lighting instrument went out and so at intermission i haul out the big ladder and grab another lighting instrument and and back then they were heavy yeah this is where Lico's and Fresnel's, and Lico's were always heavier than Fresnel's. Right. And I hauled up a ladder and, and put it over one shoulder, grabbed my crescent wrench, unbolted that other bad instrument, put it on the other shoulder, pulled the other one up there, mm -hmm. reconnected it, plugged it in, said, okay, test it, and it lit up, and I, and I hauled back down again. And I realized that the orchestra was right under me, looking up at... My undergarments, because <laughs> I was wearing a dress to play sure. Gloria. I was, I was kind of like, you guys didn't see anything. And they said, we saw something amazing. And it had nothing to do with... Right. Yeah, but yeah. The, so you're taking care of business. Yeah. That's what we yeah. saw. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the music majors and the orchestra, they were like, well, we do music. Yeah. That's that's what we do. We do right. music. And it's kind of like, theater, man, you do it. you did it all. Yeah, well, I can tell you that this past year and a half that it was at the theater, I learned more. I mean, I've always been the actor. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, I, and I've been doing more technical things just because 
I'm a technical person. There's there's parts of that that I go. And so as I do, I build. So I have yeah. my my studio at home and from that, you know, it all it all builds out and I do the research and I and I've gotten it done. And you know, I'm very comfortable of being able to be a technical director someplace else. I took a whole year off between my undergraduate and graduate degrees to work professionally six months as an actor in a dinner theater show where all we did was the show Oklahoma. Yeah. Believe me, by the end of that run, I didn't care who took Lori to the fucking hoedown. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. Is Lori the one, is she a girl? Yes. Lori was just can't say no. No, no. That was was Ado Annie. Ado Annie, that's right. Lori was a cock tease. She was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was stringing Curly on, and then when Judd made his play, uh, and she didn't like it, right. uh, oh, oh, then Curly had to come to her rescue. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's an interesting story about Oklahoma. <laughs> I can't wait to hear one. So I was, <laughs> so in 1985, I was in living in Oklahoma in, in Tulsa, going to, you know, getting ready to graduate from high school. And that year, or eight, it was at 84, I think it was 84. No, it was 85 was the, one of the last world uh, fairs. One of I think maybe they did one right after that, but the world fair was in, was in uh, New Orleans. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And the Enterprise, the, the space shuttle there as well, and you know, all the things, let's see. Uh, uh, Tudon Commons Two oh, was wow. there. Uh, stuff from the Vatican was there, uh, including they were saying pieces of the cross. That I mean, wow. all of that. And we were invited. The choir was invited to come to the World's Fair and sing about Oklahoma. Okay. And so we went to sing Oklahoma, amongst other things. I don't even remember all the songs. I just remember <laughs> Oklahoma. Well, word didn't get out or or whatever. I mean, we went to New Orleans and I was suddenly in my element. Like <laughs> I, I mean You turned into Cajun man. Well, everybody there was like, oh, we're gonna go, you know, the the it's high school kids. So yeah. they're going, Oh, well we're gonna go to McDonald's. I'm like, we're not going to McDonald's. Hell no. I okay. got I got more cute girls hanging out with me on that trip. Because you know they're like we're going to make we're gonna I'm like I'm not going there I'm gonna go to the small mom and pop place and get these things called muffaladas or mm. po' boys and the girls were like um excuse me <laughs> I go cute girl come with me and we will go I was 18 guess what the drinking age in Oklahoma <laughs> I mean in Louisiana was 18 so yeah that worked out well for me. But when we went, it was supposed to be set up that we were going to sing in this tent, and there was going to be all kinds of people there. And they changed the time and the location. <laughs> so even my family, who was coming in from Lafayette to see it, weren't able to see me. Uh. So we go to set up to sing, and there's nobody in this tent. There's nobody waiting for us <laughs> except three people. One of them was Tommy Shaw from the band... From sticks. From sticks. Oh my God. And I'm like, is that Tommy Shaw from Sticks? And this girl, Rayla. He's got too much time on his hands. Yeah. 
Raylan Green, who was one of, was one of the girls there. She goes, "Oh yeah, that's Tommy." I'm like, "Yeah, I know that's Tommy." She goes, "No, I'm in his fan club, and I wrote him." I'm like, "Are you a groupie?" She's like, "No, I'm too young to be a groupie." <laughs> but yeah, he said he was going to be here, and so so we sang a concert for basically Tommy Shaw <laughs> of Sticks. Of wow. Sticks. And uh, and then right when it ended, three of my extended family walked into the tent. Here you are. I'm like, we're done. Oh. We're done. Oh. <laughs> so that was my weird time at the World's Fair in, wow. uh, in New Orleans <laughs> with singing for Tommy Shaw. That's, that is independent film weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that really is. Yeah. That could be like. It's the, almost a like Fairly a follow- Brothers. Yeah. It was it, almost a Fairly Brothers it's film. It's like a follow-up to Lady Bird or something <laughs> like that. It's just so... <laughs> it's set what, it in the 80s. Wedding Singer set 2. Set it in the 80s. And yeah. and yeah, that's... Wow. Yeah. So the other half of the year, I did tech. I worked for a dinner theater. Nice. And I built sets during the day, and then I ran sound and lighting at night. And it's where I learned that... Uh, construction technician guys don't listen to anything you say unless you start to swear. Yeah. If you incorporate a swear word in it, suddenly it's kind of like, uh, oh. could I have the hammer? Would you hand me the hammer? Would you hand me the fucking hammer? <laughs> and here. so it's like, here you go. <laughs> Got it. They were training you. Yeah, were apparently like making so. Making sure you understand. Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> so I come home, you know, and... And use the same language at the dinner table, which did not go over very no, well. No, not so much. No. Where did you learn that? <laughs> I had learned fucking it in the theater. scene shop. <laughs> the fucking which, scene shop. It's like, well, you didn't learn it from our fucking scene shop. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I came from a theater family. Yeah. And, and um, there, there was none of that swearing going on in, in the Riverfront Theater scene shop. No. You had to go to the Golden Apple Dinner Theater oh, there we scene go. shop to learn language like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird to be involved with theaters. What? What? What is that? What is that about? You know, like I know that a lot of my worldview and my it comes from theater or working. Is it because we're? I wouldn't say that we're misfits because I think all of us fit in a certain way. It's not a misfit. But it's it's the idea of there's so much that's involved with that that after a while, like the joke that I told you before, you know, which is very rude, and I don't think I'm going to say it here. I may do it another time, but I'm not going to do it here. <laughs> that 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 is perfectly informed by me being in theater because it's like right. what's yeah. the most ridiculous thing I can say that's just How over? How far can you take it? Yes. You know, and and I wonder, is that theater? Is that just entertainment in general? Because I know I know uh, uh, comedians that would be like that don't necessarily work in theater. No, but it's still performing. It's still testing the limits. Yeah, and still gauging response. Yeah, that kind of thing. And uh, God, growing up as a theater kid. And it was really only when we moved to Florida that we became involved. So I was 12 and such, but it just, God, I just felt like a 
flower blossoming is kind of like, oh man, I found my tribe at mm-hmm. last. Mm-hmm. I, I, I grew up in Bucks County, home of the Bucks County Playhouse. Oh, wow. And we never went there. <laughs> we never went there. No. We were a music family in Pennsylvania. We moved to Florida. We became a theater family. Huh. And, uh, yeah, my parents were still in bands and things right. like that. They still did gigs and stuff. And But my mom was musical director for the theater. And my dad was uh, uh, technical mm-hmm. side of things. In fact, <laughs> I remember him building a shelf over the washer and dryer and he was so proud of it and he asked my mom to come out and look at it he said what do you think and he she said i think after six weeks you're going to want to tear it down and build something else <laughs> <laughs> um theater just i think helped us see the word art literature in through so many different filters yeah bringing forth so many different colors that I really, really thank it for for being yeah. part of my life and realizing, wow, I could really make a career at something like this. No one yeah. ever no one ever said, no, you can't do that right. in theater. And they go try it. Let's see. Yeah. Always. Let's try that. Let's let's see how far we can take that. Yeah. Uh, thinking about limitations. I, I've been frustrated with that. Because I feel like there's been limitations in the theater that I've been part of that that I want to do more. Uh, uh, I mean, and that limitation can be improv or you know regular theater. I wonder. I, I, I'm noticing it. You're going to be like, yeah, duh. Uh, about my personality is that there are many times. It's not that I'm a perfectionist. It's that when I look at something and I go troubleshoot it. Like, for everything, I want to troubleshoot. Okay. All right. That worked. What can we do to... What's the next level? What's the next thing that we can do? It's like... like I, yeah. could, I could make... I could make stock. I could open a can of stock and use that. Yeah. But, you know, what if I do this? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, what if I use the bones and do the thing? Oh, yeah, that's so much better. Oh, cool. Well, what would happen? You know, and so the same <laughs> thing is with theater. Okay. Well, that's the great thing about doing 16 shows is you do the show and they're like, that's good. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> now, what if on this part, I push this line and you come in there instead of, great. And in, even in improv. Improv, it's like, you can go for the dick joke every time. But what <laughs> if we turn it around right at this point and bring it down? Right. And actually have a serious moment about something before we turn it around. And... and the advanced people I can see go, well, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but I don't see this very often. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I want to do, I want to, all of that stuff I want to do. You want to mix it up. You want to yeah. make it interesting. And I don't even know if there's an audience that's interested in something like that. Sometimes it, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's a process to get to something that they will care about. Okay. It's kind of like, yeah, you couldn't, you you could go from B and maybe no one's interested in B, but by the time you get to C, the audience is kind of like, whoa, wait, you- have gotten there without, without that process. That's true. Without that journey. I'm, I, uh, I, I made a decision that I was going to start on Mondays. I'm going to start playing my trumpet again, which I played in high school and college, and then I dropped it because I had technical issues that never got resolved. And, but I can still sound pretty good. Even to this day, even though I haven't practiced in three, four, five years, 
I can still pick it up and make a noise in it, and it sounds pretty good. You got to get your lip back. Yeah, I got to get my chops. <laughs> get my chops back. And so one of the things that I did was I bought a Hal Leonard uh, book uh, of jazz stand, not jazz standards, but jazz ballads. Because I'm oh. like, you know, I'm not a super speedy guy. When I, I never was a speed guy on the trumpet, but I can make a good tone. Yeah. And I yes, I wanted to be a speed guy, but it's like, no, that's not really probably going to happen for me. I'm 51. You know, let's see where these fingers are going to go. They're not going to go. They're not going to do what I want them to do. So, you're not going to be playing uh, Flight of the Bumblebee anytime no, soon. No, no. That's what you're saying. Of, no Carnival of Venice. I'm not going to be. That was one of the things that almost made me stop was listening to Wynton Marcellus play Carnival oh. of Venice. And I should have known. And those who know me know that I always say, Look, you may not be the best, but you can still be good at you. Do you? And yeah. and that's the one time where I was so intimidated that wow. I was like, uh, "There's no way I'm ever <laughs> going to be able to do this." But now I'm ready to go back. You know, it's like let's let's pick it back up again because I have a trumpet. There's no reason why I can't play. And so I got the Hal Leonard book, and uh, it has a backing tracks. That's that was the thing I was waiting for. Huh. Is that I can? It has a code in there, and you can download backing tracks. Oh wow. And then play along with it. And uh, at the same time that I'm doing this, I find friends, actor friends, are starting to do, they're like saying, okay, well, let's, I have a friend, she's a producer for Pokemon. She's been the director and producer for Pokemon for a while. She decided to get a band together and do a cabaret in Manhattan. Damn! (laughs) And she just did it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm very happy for her. And it's just kind of like, it's interesting to be going, let's just do it. Let's just do yeah, a thing. Yeah, Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, which makes me have so many various interests. Because what I'm finding online through the Facebook yeah. and that kind of thing, it's just, it's so one note. Yeah. And so tribal I'm right you're wrong type of thing and it's uh, uh, I hope by the time this podcast comes out that that people will just have settled down yeah will you Uh, just well but it's I don't want things to settle down I want them to correct and we need course correction yeah we're we're ready for things to evolve into something that's more productive Mm. feels like it may be happening I'm not even talking politics now I'm talking Social, the way we are here in the United States. It's like I hope that we start figuring it out uh, yeah. to where we go. What, what can we actually do? What can? We, how can we continue to communicate with each other? Yeah. And it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me not to be snarky. Yeah. <laughs> for instance, um, my oldest sister, the Baptist one, the one that we don't talk about very sure. much. Um, sure. <laughs> I say that in the spirit of love. Yeah. She, um, she posted something on Facebook, which was an announcement from friends of hers that their in vitro process had worked. So it was an in vitro baby announcement. Okay, cool. Uh, except that they posted a scriptural passage with it that said, with man... This is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, point, excuse, point excuse of order. Me. <laughs> excuse, excuse me. Excuse me, point of order. Um, 
if it were, let's just change that to with man through science and God's inspiration, this is possible. Sure. Uh, with man, obviously, it wasn't impossible. It was because they. Kind of put it together. And with God, obviously, naturally, it was impossible. Right. Except through this means. um, Yeah, but I'm already sort of on the skids with that side of the family as it is. I don't think I'm helping myself, (laughs) am I? So so I just kind of like, yeah, no, see, I'm not going to go there. I have a few cousins. They'll (laughs) they'll throw the bombs out there, and, and I'll usually react to one. yeah. And then the second one is usually me going, oh, I get it now. <laughs> and I don't say anything else. I get it now. Okay. All I th- right. I think I, 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 I reconnected with an old coworker of mine who is apparently in the other camp right now. Okay. And, and I said, so um, she posted something and it was, the, this guy was using four dots in an ellipses and two commas. It's kind of like... Uh, what are you trying to go for here? Uh, go ahead, comma, comma, fact check me, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> and you're so, like, well, I'll spell check. So yeah, how about I, that? I, posted, I, I said, you know, memes with bad grammar are inherently untrustworthy and hold no credibility for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Two commas? Really? Come on. Come on, bro. Bro. <laughs> I'll admit, sometimes I do more than three dots on an it's ellipses. Like, it's but. like me doing all caps. Come on, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Quit yelling at me, bro. Although I did get, I get, I did get um, corrected today. I won't say dressed down or anything like that, but someone brought to my attention that in web copy that I was writing that I used too many exclamation points. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I don't know who that was. <laughs> I'm an American. I, I'm I sorry. I don't. I'm I, sorry. I'm an American. I. So. I. I don't know where that came from. It must have been because yeah. I was writing late at night yes. or something like that. Or I, I was just writing it over such a long process of time that I didn't realize how many exclamation yeah. points. I, was, I wasn't using them in a row. No, it's just, just a, each sentence was very of, excited. A lot of sentences. You were very excited. I was very excited about. I, I do that. I was very excited about plumbing. I will admit that I do that and I, I'm, I see it and I go, but. I feel like if I put a period, it's either not seen as me being interested or it's something that everybody's going to, well, what the hell is that supposed to Are you being sarcastic when you're saying that? <laughs> you know, I, you need, I need, feel like I need some kind of, I wish there was some in-between thing to show I am not being sarcastic when I say these things. I am, there's so much sarcasm. There should be a, like an emoji for hand on heart. Yes. Kind of thing. Like I'm it's being serious like- right now. Yeah. I, I, uh, that's something that I am frustrated with, with our culture right now is it used to be, I was very proud of saying the ridiculous thing just to be funny, like being countered just to be funny. Yeah. But there's so much trolling that's going on now that now people are just going to don't even joke. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, but I mean, I understand why, but. I'm not like that. I'm just making yeah, a joke. Like a, like a comment that I made today on someone's post about, can you just imagine nuns with guns? <laughs> We're talking about arming teachers. Yes. And, I, and I thought, I, I don't want 
any of the nuns that I had no. when I was growing up armed. Right. I don't. I will send you to God. I didn't even. I like will the, send you to God. I didn't like right that they now. were. Armed, I didn't like that they were armed with rulers. For God's sake. <laughs> Like, does that mean that if they have guns, they'll shoot your knuckles instead of hitting it instead with a ruler? Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like where this is going. You know, uh, I was uh, I was doing the reading in church the other day, and um, and I had I had to say the words to God, and right after I said it, I said it and enunciated it to the point where immediately something in my brain said. You know what? You sounded just like that bad guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark when he said, "Do it, blow it back to God." To God. <laughs> oh, that's and, great. And and I thought this is this is not the right time to be thinking about that. So I really need to focus. Yeah. <laughs> we well, see, and I was thinking that you you were thinking uh, from from uh, Princess Bride. We're to blame. <laughs> <laughs> I have not gotten. Hey, it's still early in the uh, Lenten season, so you know, you never, you never know when I may launch into my Jerry Lewis. Yeah, on the people and yeah, and the Frank Lane. <laughs> Frank Laven, that's what it is. Uh, Frank Laven. Uh, reading from the book of Frank Laven. Does it make you sad that it ends up he was pretty much a son of a bitch his whole life? Oh. I think down a lot of us knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and that I, just, it, I put him, I now put him up there with, uh, with, uh, oh, what's the trumpet player? Um, Al Hurt? No. no. <laughs> uh, uh, Gabriel, Brew. the angel Gabriel. No, bitch, Bitches Brew and uh, Chuck Mangione? No. no. <laughs> He's Flugelhorn. Okay, uh, uh, oh, come on. Uh, a black trumpet player that that actually did a lot for jazz. Uh, Dizzy Gillespie. No. Uh, Louis Armstrong. No. No. <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh, that's gonna be stuck in my head. You are going to call me in the middle of the night yes. and shout out the name. Yeah. I just know it. Yeah. He he was. I can see him, and he, and he had he would always wear glasses, but he would put his back to the audience when he'd play, and and if people clapped at the wrong place, he would make them stop. Oh, none uh, of the, none of this strikes um, a familiar chord. You know, somebody's probably listening. This going, that guy? <laughs> come on! But you know, there's just certain people that they may have been brilliant, but they were assholes. Yeah. And it just makes it hard for me to appreciate you know even james brown like i have a difficulty with james brown because how badly he treated his people yeah and they're like well no we were okay with it like i'm still no, not no no we're not <laughs> i'm still not man i think we're at an hour oh well look at that an hour has gone by and you've learned stories from us <laughs> we were we were pretty theatery this time yeah, yeah, and uh, and sort of, you know, celebrity-ish. Ish. Yeah. That's because of the story. You know, Linda Carter, Mike Judge. Yeah. Linda Carter. <laughs> Linda, Linda Carter. Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... It's so funny. You're like, didn't you have a crush on him? Just let me tell the story. Everybody's going to know. They're all going to know. 
Yes, yeah, that's funny. <gasps> yep. So I, I, I haven't had my second drink yet. No, so. you need to catch up with me. Let's go get that. Second I am drink. two beers in. I'm the poster child of two beers in. Monica Ballard. Yes. And uh, had two. Uh, Hopped ciders from East Ciders yes. Brewery. Yes, and I had one dank meme, which is you are one dank. I meme. am one dank <laughs> meme, and uh, yeah. So we're into us. We uh, are, you know, by this time it's up. The website will be done. I'm still having trouble with it, and it's. I feel bad. We'll laugh about it later. I feel badly because I'm a technical person, and this should be something that just makes sense to me. And I am having. A hell of a time. It's a learning moment. Yeah. I will learn and then we'll feel good about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, until then, I'm Brett Weaver uh, with the one dank meme drink. I'm Monica Ballard. And we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Two beers in. Bye.